0: Thank you for listening to Unfinished Business. Oh yeah. I'm your host,
1: Crazy Eights. Now We've I'm your ha- host. Or oh God. I always get so nervous. Sorry. I'm your co host. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, I f- keep forgetting to finish. Uh my name. <laughs> That's okay. My name's Todd. So today's topic,
0: what we'll deal with. Well first what we need to explain is when well, okay. Are we gonna finish last week's topic? We can. But we have to address to our fans, Ugh. well, d- we can call them, well, I'm not sure how we can call them, or do we call them, but I want to... F- I don't think they have phones. Do we have their phone on? I don't...
1: <laughs> okay. I'm interested in the history of telephone.
0: I need to bring this back around in the beginning. Okay. When the first time we set out... Okay. Like, okay. Back way, it up. Way back to the beginning? We got... Yes. When we're in a room together already, it's, it gets weird with... Are <laughs> we, we just... the fuck right now? No. <laughs> uh, I faked the
1: moon landing so you wouldn't get murdered.
0: That right there with the Illuminami. Strange noises. And that would be cocaine. I could be an alien. Are
1: you ready, motherfuckers? Yes. yes. <laughs> hey, so I know that you're not afraid of spiders. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, tarantulas, maybe. Ugh, a little yeah, bit. Gross. The Or like in Australia, the Huntsman. Spiders, yeah, no mm. thanks. Ew, gross, um, but I like, yeah, because yeah, like, I think it was last time you were here, even you saw a little spider crawling in the corner, mm-hmm. and instead of just killing it, you, you we sweeped it up a little, put it outside. Hey, it's awesome. Have have that is that how you've always been about spiders?
0: Uh, no, not always. Since I think it was when I bought my house, is when I first started it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want any bad spider juju, that's fair. I for hmm. I wouldn't say I hundred percent believed in this, but part of me, like this little seed planted, and I was like, "That sounds ridiculous," but I kind of like stuck with it out of like, yeah, like like a a a superstitious kind of thing. thing. (laughs) Like if I kill one, one surviving spider will go tell the other spiders, "Like dude, we got a spider killer in our hands," and then they'll just invade my house. That's fair. So, I figure if I'm kind to them, they'll be kind
1: to me. There you go. So, so I I think it's funny. I I'm glad that you even brought up like bad spider juju because <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. that my spider karma came at me today. Oh no! <clears throat> so I used so when I was a kid and even into my early teens, I used to be like super afraid of spiders. I could look at pictures of spiders. I I I was like not even able to help my mom out. She spa- saw a spider. I wasn't gonna go kill it for her. You know what I mean? Oh no! That was something my older brothers did. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs>
0: And I think it's There's a line point, here and right? I'm last.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why is it that the last <laughs> born should be the first one to up to bat? I mean, that doesn't make sense at all. Fucking Come on. I the, if that's that's a small spider, true, but if mm. it bites any of us, I'm the one that's most likely to die. I'm the smallest. <laughs> so you guys <laughs> Yeah, I think at a certain point I just was so fed up from being scared of spiders though. Yeah. that I just any time I saw a spider, instead of just, like, feeling grossed out or killing it, I would then pick it up. And it freaked me the fuck out. I would just see random spiders. Really? All right, here we go. And I just wouldn't look. And I would just hold. And it's just eventually Ooh. getting used to just hold holding spiders. Ooh. And uh, then eventually I wasn't scared of them anymore. I still didn't like them. Yeah. But I wasn't scared. And then in high school, my friend had a tarantula. And that was like, all right, here's the next step. So I held the tarantula. I let it crawl all the way up to my shoulder. And then once it got up to my shoulder, I was like, okay, we we could take it off now. That's all right. And then my friend takes it, Alex, who was here for uh, the AIDS episode. And he let it, like, crawl on his face and shit. No. No, no. Fucking, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Fuck no. No, thanks. But, yeah, so (laughs) I remember us kind of talking about spider karma when we were sweeping that one up. And we talked about how, as the man of a household that I have, I live with two women and four little girls. So just mm-hmm. like
0: you're the first line of defense. Yeah, if
1: you come into my house, you're dead. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> if you're, if I see him outside, I don't kill him. Yeah. Because I mean, they eat a lot of bugs. Yep. And so, like, okay, I won't try and kill you outside. I just don't want you in my house. And so uh, I see. Oh, I'm even getting nervous just talking about it. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so okay. I've, I've You're been, in a safe place. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> maybe. You never know. That's the scary shit. You never know. <laughs> look at the ceiling. <laughs> so I've been picking peaches and plums from my backyard. Yeah. And there's a lot of spiders in those. Mm-hmm. So I just that's just something that I just put on gloves. And I spray the trees down before I go work on it, and that's what i do well, I mean, like a water or like a it's like a hose oh, okay just spray it down with the hose just to at least yeah. help a little and uh and so i i get used to it i see em, i'll see them start crawling up my arms and stuff and i just either smack them or brush them away i'm just grabbing the fruit whatever yeah so the peaches wasn't bad i d- did a whole bunch of peaches this last weekend yeah and then today i was doing the plums and for fucking some reason, I looked it up, and I do not still couldn't find anything. Why? But my plum tree is like infested with spiders. Yeah. So that's the main hub. Yeah. So I, the first hour of me picking plums, I had at least fifteen different spiders that I had to brush off me. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, that's kind of gross. I'm a little, and there, like, there's one part I had to like kind of climb the tree, so like my body's up against the tree. And I can fill it, go one or two, go into my shirt. So I hop down, shake my shirt off. Okay, I can do this. I'm fine. It's all right. It's just little baby spiders. We're fine. We're doing good. I have only the very top branch left. And so I'm like, mm, I don't even think I need to get those. Like, they can just sit there. Like, I've got plenty of plums. Nah, you know what? Let's, let's just try and get them. <laughs> Why not, right? You daring soul. <laughs> so, and... Just to let you know, you're the first person I'm telling this full story to. Because, like I said, I live in a household with six females yeah. that are afraid of spiders. So I can't tell them all the details of the story. It's Karim. <laughs> you would look like a hero. Uh, they, they, were, they were, for like several hours, they were just... Uh, let, me, let me finish. Th- I'll tell the right. story. <laughs> you understand? <Okay. coughs> so I'm reaching up the branch and I'm trying to pull it down a little so that I can reach through. I pull one plum, and it shakes the top of the branch, and out comes this giant spider. <gasps> now, it wasn't giant. It just looks giant. That fell onto my face. Luckily, I was wearing sunglasses, because it landed on the sunglasses. I got to see the gross underside of this spider, oh. and then, boom, at least 30 baby spiders <gasps> all over my face. Oh, shit. Oh, I know for sure one got in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again good thing i was wearing sunglasses because if oh. not it would have just been spiders in my eyes no way <laughs> you would have yeah. had to call me spider in his eyes molus like <laughs> spiders in his eyes <laughs> so i i audibly screamed like i was like, ah! Ah! I just start smacking my face <laughs> i just start running around my backyard <laughs> and i was like oh god okay i don't fucking need any more peaches i need nothing from that tree Fucking, let's just burn the backyard for Christ. I mean, I don't even care anymore. Who cares if the kids play back here? (laughs) (laughs) And I just like, I finally calmed down. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm done. I'm going going inside now where I will feel somewhat safe. And I just go inside. (laughs) My wife is working from home today, so she's working in there. Uh, Lucina, my sister-in-law, is cooking dinner. Or it was lunch, I guess. (laughs) And I come in and I just sit on the coffee table and I just Oh no. I just let it outside and they like look are you okay? Like <laughs> what you look traumatized. What happened? Yeah. And I was just like, it's just you know one uh, when, when things oh God <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, one, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck just happened to me. I'm tr- I'm I'm trying to calm down because I still feel like I just have spiders all over me. Oh, yeah. And I'm also trying to figure out how do I tell the- – like I'm trying to censor my story. So yeah. I told them that an egg sack fell on my face because I don't think they could have been able to handle the fact that a mother spider fell on me and then released all of her spiders. All of those spiders were Ugh. trapped in your clothes and everything, and you Ugh. tracked them inside. So, so, yeah. So the creepy yeah. thing is I'm just like, oh, God. They're like, are you okay? Like that sounds like – do you want me to book you a therapist appointment? Like first go take a shower to like try and feel like feel less itchy. So I'm like, all right, shower will help. We'll feel good. As I'm taking a shower, three baby spiders fall out of my beard while I'm showering. No way. So, not that's only- the coolest part. <laughs> so, you almost became They were still became, just chilling in there. You
0: almost became father spider.
1: Yeah, I just like, oh, oh, look at these little all oh, look at these little guys like fucking Peter from Family Guy instead of birds in his beard. Uh-huh. I just, oh, yeah, I'm just uh, just
0: chilling with a whole bunch of spiders in here. These are my spider babies.
1: Uh, and that was like the last step. I was like, that's it. I'm fucking done. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be afraid of spiders now again. <laughs> they um, win. Oh. They won. And <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so for just several hours, I just was like glazed over, just like looking around me. I was like, God. complete <laughs> regression. The like, <laughs> <right> <laughs> all the way back to
0: the start.
1: <laughs> like 15 years of work. Just fucking gone. Now I gotta fucking hold tarantulas and shit again, which I didn't want to do. I trusted you guys. <laughs> and this is what happens.
0: Dang yeah, that, sucks. that was
1: probably my uh, my bad spider karma That's I traumatizing, so man. It was it was a lot. It was whew. and like eventually several hours later, I was like, Okay, I need to look up the spider. Turns out wolf spiders, very common, to live in trees in Utah yeah. once they give birth to their little egg sacs. Once they hatch out of the egg They then just live on the back Of the mother spider Until they're big enough And so that just And they just must have fallen off of her back When they landed on me
0: Yikes Well you know about my next nightmare My next dream That's tonight I don't
1: know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight To be honest Because I'll probably just start laying down sleeping Was that today? That was literally like Less than eight hours
0: ago Oh wow Todd you're a brave mm-hmm. soul.
1: You did it. Yeah, I was able to talk about it and everything. Oh, I am it's, anxious, though. It was probably that motherfucker that I saved. He's like, oh, thank you for saving me. That fucking homeowner wouldn't have done that shit. <laughs> so just my last goal in life, have babies and land on that asshole's face. <laughs> I mean, if you would have left that top pear I or plum, plum. Yeah, I would have been just fine.
0: All of that for just a
1: grouping of ten plums That's all it was no, Ten, just at the very top, ten plums is, yeah. I mean, and they're big ones too So I was like, oh, I should get them They better be so good I, I, don't, I won't know <laughs> Are you going to eat them? I wasn't able to get the ones off the top Oh no, they're it still up there? It was after picking one that, boom I got attacked by a fucking militia of spiders so. Do we need to go back to the crime scene? <laughs> Light the tree on fire? Yes <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm proud of you for making Thank it out you. Thank you, I hope all of you goats are proud of me too Guys, thank you for listening to Scapegoats. Appreciate it. You're the Welcome. only solace I have anymore. <laughs> oh god. Um, uh, pretty pretty exciting episode. Hopefully you don't get bored. No with excitement.
0: I'll do my best. I think that's the thing. Question mark? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Question mark? Or sure.
0: get busy with boredom? No.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a book. Busy with for boredom? Like lonely house moms or something?
0: Ah. Oh God! Ouch! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is kind of a slam on me because I'm <laughs> the equivalent of a house mom. I'm just not as good at it.
0: <laughs> Do we need to write you a book? Yeah, I'm Busy gonna write, with let's boredom. write
1: books. Busy with boredom. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, anyways, have you heard of the Shakespearean play Julius Caesar? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Julius Caesar, this uh, you know, somewhat of a dictator in Rome at the time, is. Surrounded by conspirators who are trying to assassinate him. Uh, one of these people is Brutus. Uh, Brutus is one of the conspirators, and mm-hmm. is, he's supposed to be Julius Caesar's best friend. S- somewhat.
0: It's also my mother-in-law's dog's
1: name. Brutus? Yeah. That's a good dog name.
0: Except for it's a girl.
1: Brutus? Yeah. No,
0: Brutus. Yeah, I mean, that works. They too. call her Brutus. It's she has right? three names, actually. <laughs> Socks. Lil. And Brutus. Well, there you go. So you can call
1: her Little Brutus Socks, or Socks Little Brutus, or Brutus Socks Little. That's uh, my sister-in-law's dog that lives in Reno. Uh, He actually only has one name, or she only has one name, but when we went to visit, we gave it an additional two names because it it was warranted. So it's Coco Miguel Chanel. Oh. So, yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) They rhyme. That's good. Exactly. It, was start, it started with, oh, Coco, and then Coco Chanel, and then we found out that it was actually Coco from the movie Coco. And they're like, oh, wait, isn't that Miguel? Oh, no, Co- okay, we're all good. Well, we're going to call Coco Miguel Chanel.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: But yeah, so Brutus eventually, though, kills Julius Caesar, and that is just part of how the play ends. I'm not going to tell you too much further after that. Oh, but, that's not what we're talking but about. But I'm just letting you know that Brutus kills Julius Caesar, who was, like, the 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 leader so, of Rome at the time. So I need to save that name? Uh, I mean, you can if you want, or you can throw it away. Uh, you can fucking go hang out with the spiders in my backyard and talk to them about it. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, yeah, do with that as you will. Okay. But sh- a British Shakespearean actor known as Junius Brutus Booth, Whoa. and his mistress, Marianne Holmes, moved to the United States from England in June of 1821. They purchased a 150-acre farm near Bel Air. Hey, Bel Air, Maryland, where oh. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was born. Oh, really? shit, that's what we're talking about today. No. God damn <laughs> I was going to believe you for a minute. The Fresh Prince. That's what I should have told you. I'm like, hey, have you see, heard, uh, seen that TV show called... the? Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I would have told you. Yes. <laughs> you <You're> were nervous, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, you've heard of it. I know that. But come on. <laughs> come on, Regis. I've been in the room. Okay. No, that's a lie. I've watched it. Twice. <laughs> Twice. In it, in maybe thrice. Yeah, so uh, actually, it's where John Wilkes Booth was born. The Great? <laughs> uh I'm really good well, at we'll calling out the greats, you're, you're really, I feel mean, like. You just keep sticking to it. We'll be good. Okay. I think I'm just going to keep starting every story with like a terrible person. Okay. And then you'll keep calling, oh, the great? And we'll be like, oh, God, yeah. We'll you're find out Nazi. at the end. How great was he? Right. Uh, so he was born in a four-room log house on May tenth, eighteen 1838. He was the ninth of 10 children. And he was named after, after an English radical politician, John Wilkes. Uh, and that was a distant relative who had fought for the rights of his voters and was one of the first members of Parliament to allow Parliament meetings to be transcribed and actually let the citizens read those uncensored documents. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Even cooler, he was also a member of the infamous Hellfire Club. This was the dad? (laughs) This is John Wilkes, the the, the distant relative he was named after. Um, I just think it's funny that... He was made an outlaw for writing a poem that was deemed pornographic. So look where we've come now. It's pretty sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty sweet. So Junius um, and his wife Adelaide Delanois Booth were granted a divorce in 1851 on the oh. grounds of adultery.
0: So sad. Who uh, was it? The boy, was it a husband or a wife?
1: Well, no. So Who did it? Junius moved to America with Marianne Holmes. Oh, yeah. His okay. I understand yeah. now. And so, yeah, they got a divorce because of his because of his adultery. And on the and Holmes legally wed Junius on May tenth, eighteen fifty one, uh, and that was kind of the shame and ambition. I think that put Junius Brutus Booth's illegitimate actor sons oh. at kind of heads. Uh, so, and that was his sons Edwin and John Wilkes, of course. So, and that eventually spurred them to strive for achievement and acclaim as rivals. And uh, Edwin as a Unionist and John Wilkes as a Confederate. So as a boy, uh, John was athletic and popular. He became skilled at horsemanship and fencing. He attended the Bel Air Academy and was an indifferent student who he kind of aimed at the headmaster or he was described by the headmaster as not deficient in intelligence but disinclined to take advantage of the educational opportunities offered to him each day he rode back and forth from farm to school talk taking more interest in what happened along the way than in reaching his classes on time so reading that I go okay so he was he was a kid I was gonna say, hmm. it sounds like, that
0: was kind of like my journey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care about the shit going on in school. It was more like the things I saw along the <laughs> it's
1: way. Like oh, don't step on a crack or you'll break your mama's back. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, here we go. Yep. Oh, look at that tree. That's a pretty tree. See that tree every day. It was more, yeah. It was more about watching the colors of the clouds, and then not getting to school on time. Once on my way to school, I w- ended up being thirty minutes late. And that was because I was teaching myself to ride my bike with no handlebars, <laughs> and so I was just the whole time I was like, uh, "Nope, uh, nope, okay, uh, uh, oh, nope." All right, let's just keep trying. I eventually got really good. I was able to have my whole bike route with no handlebars. It was pretty fucking awesome. But my dad didn't understand that as a you know a good excuse for being thirty minutes late to school. <laughs> Come
0: on. X- is that not extra credit or... Yeah. What's the... Not extracurricular. That just sounds like having sex with teachers. Because <laughs> um, that's what extracurricular means. Right? In, in all situations, that's what it means. Um, I'm a
1: little nervous if that's what... You, elective. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just an it elective. It was an elective credit. <laughs> yeah. And then now I can actually truthfully sing the song. I can ride my bike with no handlebars. So thanks, Full of Bots. Yeah, so... <laughs> They're the reasons why you could ride your bike with no handlebars? Bars? Handlebars. I mean, they, that, when that song came out, I was like, oh, I should ride my bike with no handlebars. Let's do it. <laughs> and then I challenged myself. Sheesh. And that's something my father didn't understand. <laughs> but so, yeah. So anyways, he was just a kid who had the ability to be smart and intelligent. And he just didn't care about school. Is what it sounds like. And so from 1850 to 1851, he attended the Quaker-run Milton boarding school for boys located in Sparks, Maryland, and later St. Timothy's Hall, an Episcopal military academy in Catonsville. So students at St. Timothy's wore military uniforms and were subject to a regimen of daily formation drills and strict discipline. So he, you know, trying to reform a little bit. But in 1852, his father died, and so Booth just dropped out of school at 14. He's like, hey, if he's not going to make me keep going to do this military yep. bullshit, I'm going to go ride my bike through handlebars. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good for him. So, but while attending the Milton boarding school, uh, Booth met a gypsy fortune teller <gasps> who read his palm and pronounced a grim destiny. Oh, no. Telling him that he would have a grand but short life, doomed to die young, and it, and it would be a meeting of a bad end. Oh, no. So, yeah, his sister recalled that he wrote down that palm reader's prediction, showed it to his family and others, and often discusseded its, por- its importance in moments of hard times. So, as a kid, he really hold- held on to that, I guess. When, when his mom told him to clean his room.
0: <laughs> I can't, okay? I have important things to do, and I don't have very long.
1: Grand people don't clean their rooms, and I've got a grand life to leave, but lead before I die shortly. Bitch, <laughs> speak. I love you. Speak to the hand. <laughs> literally, it's on my palm. <laughs> yeah, look, the palm reader even wrote it down for me. She also put a little kissy mark on the end. That was me. I wrote that for you. God, John Wilkes, little shit. By age sixteen, uh, Booth was interested in the theater and in politics, so he became a delegate from Bel Air to a rally by the Know Nothing Party for Henry <laughs> Winter Davis. Love th- that. We'll go into the No Nothing Party on a. That's the. It's, it's a whole other episode. Pretty funny, uh, but yeah, definitely a great name for a political party. They're at least being Fantastic. honest.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> Similar to the No Nonsense Group.
1: Yeah, why not? But so the anti-immigrant party's candidate for Congress in the 1854 election was Henry Henry Winter Davis, uh, and Booth aspired to follow in the footsteps of his father and his actor brothers Edwin and Junius Brutus Jr. So he began practicing. Elocate, uh, uh, elo- <laughs> it's so serendipitous that I would fuck up saying elocution. But it's also known as the art of giving speeches. Oh. So, like, being able to use good words will, and, like, not stumbling over them like I just <laughs> did. So That's what he practiced? <laughs> yeah, so he started practicing that. Okay. Uh, and so he's da- practicing that daily, and he would also go to the woods and around Tudor Hall and would study Shakespeare every day. So, Tut- uh, t-
0: any tutor hall is just to go fart in. No, <laughs> a tutor hall. <laughs>
1: uh, good times. <laughs> I'm a child. Okay, no, hey, I'm. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say Somebody nothing. did. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody fucking heavily sighed through this their headphones, and I can't stand it. Be nice to Regis. <laughs> yeah. So, Booth started his first national tour. As a leading actor after finishing the 1859 to 1860 theater season in Richmond, Virginia. But by the mid 1860s, he was playing in such cities as New York, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, St. Louis, Columbus, Georgia, Montgomery, Alabama, and New Orleans. Wow. Which, for this early in American history, that's like it's big fucking stuff. pinnacle spots. <clears throat> so, Damn. famous poet and journalist Walt Whitman said of Booth's acting, he would have flashes and passages that I thought of real genius. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Wow. The Philadelphia Press drama critic said, without having his brother Edwin's culture and grace, Mr. Booth has far more action, life, and we are inclined to think more natural genius. So, even talking about Edwin, he's got a big feud with his brother Edwin, who's a great actor as well. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sure that, John Wilkes got, like, super fucking hard after reading that review. He's like, fucking, I'm going to mail a copy of this letter to that fucking dipshit every day <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of our fucking lives. He had the winning prize. Yeah. Surprising. But so and if you look up some pictures of him, he's actually a really good looking guy, uh, especially considering I feel like anytime I look at pictures of people. From like the 1800s, none of them seem attractive. Somehow, I don't know, but I mean, it's just just what we find as attractive changes. So, is I it mean, because guess, none of them smiled? I mean, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't smile in their pictures and they're still attractive. I mean, George Clooney. Let's be honest. He I mean, he doesn't smile because he's got Bell's palsy, but you know, he smirks. But that's because of the Bell's palsy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Some people can get away with a good smirk. Yeah, not exactly. all people can get away no, with it. But some
1: some people can go. Oh, damn! <laughs> wow, did like they a... just smirk at me? <laughs> right, it's like it's almost like a. It, some people, it's like a smirk, and other people, it's like a simmer. <laughs> hmm. You see it, strive across their face. You're like, okay, wow, that was an impressive, almost committed, facial gesture. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. He, he's just a smirker, but I don't. He's he's an attractive looking guy at least. I would say that. Okay. He had a killer mustache too. I'll look it up right now. Well, How don't do f- look. No, don't look it up right now. I don't. You
0: want me to see his name? No. I mean his face. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't.
1: I don't fucking care. Do you? Do you know? You know who we're talking about, right? No. Well then, yeah. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Okay. We'll just keep going. Oh, wait till the end. Good. <laughs> But so, uh, in October of 1860, while performing in Columbus, Georgia, Booth was shot accidentally in his hotel, and and it left a wound that some thought would end his life. Ah. He almost died. But he was able to recover. He knew it was coming. Yeah. He's like, wow, here's the bad end they were talking about. (laughs) Not quite. Oh. Not nearly bad enough. But before, he could go back to acting and really get jump-started back into that after his accident, something happened. <gasps> what happened? The Civil War started. Oh. And that's, yeah, There, I mean, once the Civil War started, even just like most wars that took over a lot, I mean, World War One and World War Two. a lot of those things... Extracurricular yeah, activity. Yeah, all that extracurricular activity, man. Yeah. People just didn't want to do that shit anymore. Oh, so I mean it's no chitty, chitty bang, bang, no more chitty chitty bang bang, yeah you know? it was really sad, and, but before the war, booth was making a great living off of being an actor, so in today's money, he was making almost six hundred thousand a year from acting so okay. i I think that's pretty impressive because i a lot of people knew he was an actor. I remember learning that he was an actor, but it never they never made it seem like. He was well known. He was one of the biggest actors in America, and he was a part of the biggest playwright and acting, f- like like a family acting group. Like everyone in his family was actors. Like you know, you see that now, the Hemsworths and the Baldwins and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Jonas Brothers. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> That's that's one right. I, I mean the Skarsgård family, there's there's fu- there's like well Scars Scarsgards, I know Bill Scarsgard, uh the the actor who plays It, in the new It movies he's one of the Skarsgårds. Uh, what a great last name though. It's it's I think it's a. Uh, I know it's European, but I can't remember from where. But uh, yeah, so I mean Thor, the
0: he's a Hemsworth,
1: yeah he's one of the Hemsworths. Yeah, but uh. Why can't I think of his scientist friend? Bill Nye. The science guy, yeah. He's got a fucking acting family right there. But his science friend, I can't think of his name for some reason, he's the Father Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Father Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> so, when the Civil War began on April 12, 1861, Booth was starring in, an, in Albany, New York, and he was outspoken in his admiration for the South's secession... Publicly calling it heroic. And this so enraged the local citizens that they actually demanded him to be banned from stage acting for making treasonable statements. Quote, unquote, treasonable statements.
0: Misunderstood. So he's, he's a, he likes the South? Yeah. So, he, okay. so he,
1: he believes that the South and the Confederate oh, that's right. side is the right side, even though he lives in the North. Yeah. Um, so imagine, we talked about the Baldwins and the Hemsworths and the Scarscarts. <laughs> so imagine if one of them assassinated Trump. You want- Weird, right? I mean, it's just a dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't see where this goes bad. Okay.
0: Wait. Do I have to be clear on things? I don't. Because I didn't say anything about assassinating the president. I, we don't need to clear anything We're up. You're all right, bro. We're good. Dude,
1: allegedly. Allegedly. O- allegedly, you're okay. <laughs> allegedly. Okay, good. Allegedly. But no, so I mean, but how would you feel if Trump was your favorite president and they assassinated him? Could
0: we use a different name? It'll be easier for me to
1: imagine. <laughs> you can change it oh, to right. any okay, different okay. name. George W. Bush. <laughs> Any better? Nixon, how are you feeling now? <laughs> uh, just, oh, man, I'm just trying to think of um, great presidents yeah. that are great. Just we can use <laughs> the
0: president of the Banana Society. Okay, deal. How about Yeah, her?
1: so let's say the pr- this president. Kristen. Well, well, I'll just say president because okay. that's a very that's, loose term. There we go. Okay. So wh- what if our president was your favorite president? <laughs> <laughs> no, still too bad. <laughs> Well, how about this? I'm following. As, okay. as bad as a okay. president that a lot of people make our president out to be. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the zone. Okay, Go um, ahead. Okay. Um, now imagine how you'd feel about our president if <gasps> they, in your eyes, were ruining your country. They were starting a war. Ooh. Um, they were, uh, by definition, a tyrant. That was, I mean, so imagine, you know, we say a lot of s- dumb shit about Trump, but imagine if you said, oh, "I fucking hate Trump. I wish he could be impeached," and then someone overhearing you say that, you would then get arrested and thrown in jail. That's
0: suck. That's stupid. That's backwards. I'm anger. Yeah.
1: I'm anger. <laughs> and so I'm I mean, angry. and this is at a time of war, but also imagine being told by your president. You're not allowed to leave your home after 8 o'clock. You're not allowed to leave your state. You're not allowed to speak to a certain group of people. And if you hear anyone talking bad about me, turn them in, they can get thrown in jail.
0: Was, We're, was America
1: like that at any point? So he's one of my favorite presidents. But I've, said, I've even said this about JFK as well, but I think sometimes presidents who get assassinated become martyrs, and then they're remembered a lot better than they were or better than they could have ended up being. Like, I mean, you never know what type of president JFK would have been if he wasn't assassinated, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just like you maybe not have known how well of a president Abraham Lincoln would have been if he wasn't assassinated. So that's how things were when the very beginning of the Civil War started, a lot of people saw Abraham Lincoln as a tyrant. Even though a lot of people in the North supported what Abraham Lincoln was doing, there was still a lot of people in the North who did not like Abraham Lincoln. And then, of course, pretty much everybody in the South hated him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they were, they were taking away his free... They were, he was taking away their free labor. He was making new laws that they thought were unconstitutional. And he enacted martial law because it was a time of war, and martial law pretty much gives the president power and the military the power to do anything they want. So a lot of people just saw him as this just military-based tyrant president. I see. You paint a different picture. So I'm, I'm going to continue by saying Abraham Lincoln is one of my favorite presidents. I'm not saying he was a bad, bad president, but... That is one thing that not very many people know about Abraham Lincoln because they always just, oh, he helped free slaves, and he helped break down the North and the South and unified everyone. and Oh, and then he was assassinated because he stood up for what he believed in, and he died for his cause. Makes him sound heroic. Yeah. But that's just not how everybody remembered him at this time. So – Have you heard of the term total war? Um, No. So total war is something that was used by the North a lot. And it was originally, I believe it was originally started dates all the way back to Romans. But they believed the best way to win a war, especially, I mean, this maybe wasn't their first step. But if things were going downhill and they weren't able to defeat their military forces... Well, then, let's burn down their buildings. Let's destroy their food source. Let's make it so... Let's take away all their medicine so they can't heal their sick and their wounded. Sounds let's effective. Yeah, and it's, that's a, it's effective. <coughs> it's not always... I mean, it's kind of an f- art form of war that's not... I mean, it's frowned upon, I guess you could say. Well, here's... Here, wh- because it kills a lot of innocent people, is what the problem with that is.
0: When you go to war with anybody, though, isn't the plan to win...
1: Yeah, exactly, but there are rules of war. Fuck
0: those rules!
1: <laughs> it, you're in war now. You're in war, son. Yeah. You so
0: d- if there, if you wanted to stick to rules, don't go to war. Right. No. It, am I, <laughs> I on the that.
1: bad thinking right. path of that? No. I, That's I, I a get good that. sentence right there.
0: Am I on am the, I the bad
1: ba- thinking path that done been turned right or maybe left? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like if,
0: if you want to go fight another group of people yeah, then you, right then and there you've kind of broken rules of being a human
1: that's true but you have to remember that's what our politicians and our generals decide going to war mm-hmm. civilians don't sign up to go to war yet in total war they will kill civilians in total war they take away food source of not just the armies but for anyone in the surrounding cities so that's another reason why total war is frowned upon a little—is it does almost just as much damage to the military as it does to the civilians.
0: I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. So give it but all. Or n- give it all saying. or nothing. Yeah. And then if you like, if you want to look like the fucking jackass that ruined a city, country, state, or whatever, mm-hmm. then you done fucked up. Whether that's the United States or another
1: country. Yeah, like so, well, I mean, unfortunately, if, in this it was both sides were the United States. But. It was within
0: within our own. But then you look like the jackass, mm-hmm. and you you have to clean yourself up.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. Or I just agree. don't fucking go to world war. Yeah, you mind don't your try fucking and business secede
1: from the north, and you won't been done fucked up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Ulysses S. Grant, the commander of the Union armies, was a believer in total war. And many of the North uh, soldiers and generals also believed in that, and so that's the tact, the tactics they used, especially when things be- were starting to get worse and because it was effective because it was effective. yep and in March 1864, so that that could be the
0: only way then that you can use total war. you can't it is illegal and fr- super <laughs> frowned upon if you're going to go to another country and you start war. off with total war. <laughs> but if you have your own Civil War, free game. Just go for it.
1: Civil War. You this is your own war. land. Do whatever the fuck you want.
0: <laughs> Only
1: That's, I, I honestly will agree with you. That's fine. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> but just allow that to sink in of what just adding more and more to the mindset of some of these people who really disliked the North, the Civil War in general, and Abraham Lincoln. Okay. But so Ulysses S. Grant, the commander of the Union Army, suspended the exchange of prisoners of war with the Confederate Army to increase pressure on the manpower-starved South. And so Booth conceived a plan to kidnap Lincoln in order to blackmail the North into resuming prisoner exchanges. That's how it started. He recruited Samuel Arnold, George Atzerodt, David Harold. Michael O'Laughlin, Lewis Powell, also known as Lewis Payne, known to the ladies as Lewis Payne, I see. <laughs> and John Surratt, and he just got all of them as co-conspirators to help with this kidnapping. Surratt's mother, Mary Surratt, left her tavern in uh, Maryland, and moved to a house in Washington, D.C., where Booth became a frequent visitor. So while while Booth and Lincoln were not personally acquainted, Lincoln had seen Booth at Ford's Theater in 1863. Uh, and after. Um, and an actor by the name of Frank Mordone wrote that Lincoln, who apparently harbored no suspicious thoughts about Booth, admired the actor and had repeatedly invited him, without success, to th- visit the White House. Oh. He was constantly <laughs> trying to. <laughs> hey, man, this is. <laughs> You're an amazing actor. You should come visit the White House.
0: I'd love to have a fun discuss- Why discussion. Why wouldn't with you. anybody want to visit the White House, though? I mean, come on. I mean, it's such an honor to do that. I mean, not if you hate him.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, right. Right. That happens. Ah, shit. That was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Booth would kept denying, nope, I will not come visit you in the White House. No thanks. No thanks. But... Booth did attend Lincoln's second inauguration on March 4th, and on that day, he wrote in his diary afterwards, oh, what an excellent chance I had if I wished to kill the president on Inauguration Day. What? Oh, Hmm. Why would you write that down? (laughs) I mean... They wrote everything I guess down it, back there. Diaries. Just, I'm just going incrimin- to incriminating evidence, incriminating evidence, hmm, incriminating evidence. Uh, I ate some spaghetti, incriminating evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, journal. Good night. See you tomorrow. But so on March 17th, Booth and the other conspirators planned to abduct Lincoln and as he returned from a play at Campbell Military Hospital. But Lincoln did not go to the play and instead attended a ceremony at the National Hotel which Booth was actually living at the National Hotel at the time. So if he hadn't gone to go try and kidnap Lincoln, he could have just stayed there and kidnapped Lincoln. <laughs> he literally
0: he walked to him. He came to him.
1: They're, they're, serendipitously, they were probably like next-door neighbors. Like Their rooms were probably like buddies. Like Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Patience. Come on. Yeah, just hang in there. But meanwhile, the Confederacy was collapsing. So on April 3rd, Richmond, Virginia... On April 3rd in Richmond, Virginia, the Confederate capital fell to the Union Army. On April 9th, the General-in-Chief of the Armies of the Confederate States, Robert E. Lee, and his Army of Northern Virginia surrendered to the commanding General of the United States Army, Ulysses S. Grant. And so Confederate President Jefferson Davis and other Confederate officials had fled, but Booth continued to believe in the Confederate cause and sought a way to salvage it. So war's over now. There's still... Another thing that a lot of people don't know is that after the war ended, there was still a lot of people killing each other. One information spread pretty slowly, so not everybody <laughs> knew right away the war yeah. was over. But also, there were some people who just weren't willing to let that be a fact. They, were the they just yeah. kept on fighting. And uh, so John Wilkes Booth was one of those people. He wasn't in the military, but in his mind, I think he was, he's still fighting this war. Yeah, because he believed in the cause. Yeah, like a bitch. Somebody standing up for something. (laughs) Or like a bitch, yes. (laughs) Um, And so there are a lot of theories about what motivated Booth. Uh, In a letter to his mother, he wrote of his desire to avenge the South. Uh, Others endorse the idea that a big factor was Booth's rivalry with his brother, Edwin, who... Constantly rubbed it in his face how great the union was doing, uh. and and there was also this just constant feud between them already. Was
0: was the whole thing? Do you think
1: because of his brother, hmm.
0: like did he truly believe in
1: the cause? I mean, I've done a lot of things out of spite because of what my brothers have done. Was <laughs> it just
0: because? of his I mean, brother I learned to ride thing. my bike with no handlebars.
1: <laughs> I told you it was a song, but it was really because I fucking wanted to show my brother. <laughs> Think the entire thing. Yeah, I mean Ooh. I don't know. There's a lot of hatred in families, and there's a lot of love. And a lot of hatred. Oh <laughs> I was gonna say you brought it back to a lighter <laughs> side. I wasn't ready for that. And a lot of love. Sometimes sex, unfortunately. But a lot of hatred. Oh, whoa <laughs> <laughs> <All> Right. <laughs> oh god. Sorry, I've been watching American Horror Story. It's pretty pretty perverse. I'm there's family sex in American Horror Stories? Oh, all the time. I've, I've never seen, seen that show. Episode. Every season's different. Every
0: episode is family sex? Yeah,
1: you didn't. That's what. It's an American horror story. Right? I, you're not wrong. That is a horror yeah, story. Yeah, Jesus Christ. No, I mean, not Jesus every Christ episode. Jesus Christ was the horror story? The family sex? <laughs> Who's How do you Jesus, think Christ Jesus Christ having Christ sex with? born, family sex. Come on. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from One today. thing to another. You'll get it. You'll catch along, man. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people thought it was maybe it's just problems with his loyal unionist brother. Uh, but other theories are just about how John was a Southern loyalist and a bit of a racist. A
0: On, bit uh, uh, I think anyone who was a Southern Confederate was more than a bit of a was racist pretty
1: racist. On April 11th, Booth attended Lincoln's speech at the White House, in which Lincoln promoted voting rights for African Americans. Booth said that means nigger citizenship. That is the last speech he will ever give. Wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. My apologies for using that word, but I was quoting him directly. I I don't feel like I could capture his hatred very well unless I, th- so. I think you're, I think you're safe. Thank you. Thank you. So enraged, Booth urged Lewis Powell to shoot Luke Lincoln on the spot. His one of his co conspirators, right then and fucking there, fucking do it, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. And there's there's some back and forth on why he would ask him to do that. Maybe he was like, hey. Lewis, hey, Louie, hey, man, just fucking shoot him, and then I'll walk away. I'll be fine. Or maybe it's because Lewis Powell was actually in the military, so he was a better shot. Or because Booth didn't bring a gun, and Powell did. I don't know. But, or because he was a bitch. Yeah, maybe he was just being a little bit of a bitch. Didn't wanna, He wanted the president dead, but he wasn't willing to if do it. If I had side. a gun on me,
0: i shoot uh, him right now. Er, you have a
1: gun? Er. Shoot him. Shoot, well, yeah, shoot him. You want my gun? No, you you, you, do do it. It. you you do it. You do it. One of us has to be an adult and save this country. You do it.
0: <laughs> a man doesn't hold another man's
1: gun. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. Jeez.
0: Do I look like a pistol? I'm not one of
1: those flowery Yankees, okay? I ain't holding your gun, Louie. Just fucking go for it. And so, yeah. Either way, Louis Powell said, "No, I'm not going to do it here. There's way too many people." So <laughs> that was
0: his reasoning. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the fear of the crowds. I love that. Yeah, they just knew they would not be able to get away if that was how it was going to happen. That mentality. Yeah, but on that night, however, Booth did say to David Harold, by God, I will penetrate his skull first with a bullet and then with my penis. Wow. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Just had a little bit of thing for it. So he had two things going with him. It wasn't the love for Confederacy. It wasn't the hatred for for black men. It was the in spite of his brother, and his need to get on with a dead corpse.
1: Go fuck Abraham Lincoln! Come on. No, the real quote goes, "By God, I will put him through." With my penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, maybe that means something else. I don't. But uh, according to Ward Hill Layman, three days before uh, Lincoln had been having dreams in which he had been wandering around the White House, searching for the source of a mournful sound. Uh, he said, I kept on until I arrived at the East Room, which I entered. There, I met with a sickening surprise. Before me was a uh, grouping on which rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were a stationed soldiers who were acting as guards, and there was a throng of people gazing mournfully upon the corpse, whose face was covered. Others were weeping pitifully. Who is dead in the White House, I demanded of one of the soldiers. The president was his answer. He has been assassinated. This was his dream? This was a dream that Abraham Lincoln had. Oh, wow. And so, there's a lot of people like, oh, God, oh, wow. Holy cow, that is crazy for Lincoln to think that three days before he gets assassinated. That's so crazy. But... I mean, he was, the pres- he was a hated president at the time of the Civil War, and th- this was shortly after still of a secondary assassination attempt where someone had tried to shoot him in the head, and it went through his top hat. Ah, so I, mean, I don't think it's crazy for him to be having dreams about the president being assassinated.
0: He's aware that people are trying to murder him. Yeah.
1: But so, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, wow, he had premonition. Well, I mean, maybe... But I don't want to push that too much. Okay. On April 14th, Booth's morning started at midnight. He wrote his mother that all is well, but that he was in haste. In his diary, he wrote that our cause being almost lost, something decisive and great must be done. Uh Uh-oh. So while visiting Ford's Theater around noon to pick up his mail and his paycheck, Booth learned that Lincoln and Grant were to see our American cousin there that night which is a very fun, witty uh, comedy about uh, an American man who marries into a British family and the the British people just make fun of their, the Americans pretty much a whole bunch. Um, and that night, so one thing that people don't always understand is how John Wilkes Booth could have gotten into Ford's Theater so well, but he worked there. He had done plays there. He knew the the... The layout, he knew the staff. He knew... He had most of the plays memorized. Uh, he had worked at Ford Theater where he was in the play Julius Caesar. He's, he'd played several roles in the Shakespearean play Julius Caesar, but his favorite was always Brutus, who was a conspirator that assassinated their leader. Ooh! Hmm. So? A little irony there? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Or... Inspiration, perhaps? Inspiration. A <laughs> little inspiration. right? But so, having performed there several times, this was no problem for him. Uh, he went to Mary Surratt's boarding house in Washington, D.C., and asked her to deliver a package to her tavern in Surrattsville, Maryland. He also asked her to tell her tenant, Louis, Louis J. Weichman to ready the guns and ammunition that Booth had previously stored at the tavern. So it's fucking going down. The conspirators met for the final time at 7 p.m. Booth assigned Lewis Powell to kill Secretary of State William H. Seward at his home, George Atzerodt to kill Vice President Andrew Johnson at the Kirkwood Hotel, and David E. Harold to guide Powell, who was a little unfamiliar with Washington, to the Seward House and then to a rendezvous where they would all meet back in Maryland. Wow. So that's another thing that a lot of people don't always know is that their plan... For assassinating the president wasn't just, let's assassinate the president. Let's, it, urban. it was, let's overthrow the northern government. Wow. Let's take out all the key players in one night at the same time. That way, the government will just go into chaos and the south will be able to rise back. So, d- did, did they? the rest get killed? Or just Lincoln? So, yeah. So, that's the funny thing is, everyone else failed. It was John Wilkes Booth was the only well-known member of the conspiracy, and he was the only member of the conspiracy to actually kill his target. Allegedly? Hmm. Allegedly. I like the way you said that. Hmm. You're hanging in there. I like the way you think. It's good. So, but it's likely to assume that John Wilkes, being this famous actor, he was able to get this big group of friends that all hated Abraham Lincoln, were all supporters of the South, and then was maybe just kind of able to slowly coax them into more and more. And to be fair, the plan did start with, let's kidnap the president. And then it eventually turned to, let's assassinate the president. And then it turned into, let's assassinate the president and all the major key factors, like heads of the government. <laughs> so it kind of just kept getting bigger and bigger. Go bigger, go home. Right. And so with John Wilkes Booth being a celebrity as well, and also working at Ford Theater, it's to be assumed that he was probably able to enter the president's box just fine without any guards. Uh, he was assuming that it was going to be guarded heavily uh, and that he would have to kind of plan out a way to get into the room, distract guards, and somehow access the president's box. Um, but at least to gain entry to the box without being searched for weapons first. That's why that was one of the reasons they chose Booth to assassinate Lincoln. It was like, okay, you know where he's going to be. You're a celebrity, so they're not going to like, oh, search you for weapons if Mm -hmm. you have to go in. You got this. But so Booth planned to shoot Lincoln at point-blank range with his single-shot Derringer and then stab Grant at Ford's Theater. And they were all to strike simultaneously shortly after 10 o'clock. But despite what Booth had heard earlier in the day, Grant and his wife, Julie Grant, had declined to accompany the Lincolns, and so Mary Lincoln and Julie Grant were not on good terms. They uh, they didn't like each other. I don't know why. Women uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Of course they probably just oh oh geez your husband and my husband is so much taller and <laughs> oh god. It's your husband's small penis is just I ridiculous. Can't, I can't tell you how many <laughs>
0: conversations I hear of women arguing over whose husband is
1: taller. Is taller. <laughs> Happens all the time. Man. Like, ladies,
0: ladies, okay, calm, Please, down. calm down. Calm It I doesn't
1: mean, matter. I know I'm 6'1", but jeez, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so... Um, So one of the things is that's kind of funny is Lincoln, uh, one of his main guards, William H. Crook, advised him not to go. And the last thing Lincoln said to him was, I suppose it's time to go, though I would rather stay. Ugh.
0: What does that mean?
1: Yeah. He, he felt inclined to go to the play. He had promised people that he'd be there. They already announced he was going to the play. He didn't want to go, but he felt he had to. Dang. Yeah. And then he assisted Mary into the carriage. Uh, so... Just a real quick life lesson. This is why I love canceling plans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I disappoint people. Because you just never know when you could get assassinated. You man. never know. And and I think your brain knows that. And that's why the feeling you get when you cancel plans is comparable to heroin. Hell. Is so oh, oh huge weight just got lifted. <laughs> I don't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Never had that thought, but hey.
1: Now you will. I've learned a lot of things Rip, so far. Stay safe, man. Cancel your plans. <laughs> I don't feel like heroin. But yeah, so uh, in the play, the cast even modified a line in honor of Lincoln. Uh, when the heroine asked for a seat protected from the draft, uh, the reply is scripted as, Well, you're not the only one that was wants to escape the draft. But what was delivered instead was, The draft has already been stopped by the order of the president. Got a little bit of a laugh and it was like, oh, oh, hey, fucking hey, he's right there. Uh, And so Mary Lincoln whispered to Lincoln, who was holding her hand, uh, what will Miss Harris think of my hanging on to you? So and Lincoln replied, she won't think anything about it. Which is in the following years is considered to be Lincoln's last words. Although there is some religious bullshit that uh, religious people like to push by saying that, oh, his last words was actually about, oh, wanting to go visit Jerusalem and see the Holy Land. Uh. Oh, that's a little yeah. extreme bullshit. Call him bullshit,
0: because I'm sure they were all talking about it during <laughs> yeah. the play.
1: I mean, of course, a lot of conversation. Can this play be over so
0: plays. we can hurry and get to <laughs> Jerusalem
1: to visit the Holy Land and done? <laughs> uh Policeman John Frederick Parker was assigned to guard the president's box, um, and at intermission, he went to a nearby tavern along with Lincoln's footman and coachmen. Uh, it's unclear whether they returned to the theater at any time. Son of a bitch! But he definitely wasn't there when Booth entered the box. Uh, in any event, there's no certain way that the entry would have been denied to a celebrity such as Booth. And we talked; he's one of the great, the greatest celebrities in America at the time. Yeah, so. Even if that guard was there, it, oh, yeah, yeah, the president's been fucking asking me to come see him for years now. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Booth, we didn't
0: think you'd show.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, Booth did was suspecting a guard, though, because he had made a, a a brace for the door. Earlier, before Lincoln got there, he had carved out a little space to where that from the, in the inside, it would make it easier for him to bar the door closed. Damn. So he was expecting guards, but yeah. there wasn't any. Which is also funny because this is way before, like, uh, like the Secret Service <laughs> and everything. Which, the Secret Service didn't start protecting presidents until the early 1900s. Which is funny. I'm surprised they didn't start protecting presidents right after this. After that, that, <laughs> that, that incident. Yeah. Uh, but so, Booth knew the play by heart. And he waited to time his shot perfectly when there was going to be a big burst of laughter. And it was at the best line of the play. And it was delivered by actor Harry Hawk. This is just going to... This is a good point of reference to show you that. I mean, and it's taken a little out of context, so we don't know the build-up to this joke. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I did try to read through to see if it gave it more context. I didn't think it helped it be any funnier. It doesn't, no. <laughs> but, well, I guess I know enough to turn you inside out, you old gal, you sock-dollar-guising old man-trap. Oh, <laughs> Which everyone goes ah, ha, 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 ha. oh shit, that was a good one. It was a burn. I, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like he's calling somebody like a whore or something, but I don't know. Maybe in yeah, was old uh, times like old that whore. was calling someone. Okay. Well, I guess I know you enough to turn you inside out, you old dirty whore. And everyone goes ah. Ha, ha, ha. So it, I mean, it if it makes you feel any better, it's pretty likely that Lincoln died laughing. Oh okay. So I mean, that's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, his last words was she won't think anything about it. But her his last words if he's anything like me when I hear something funny in a movie, her his last words were probably ah, sock dalla oh, shit, <laughs> boom, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too soon. We're not supposed to be laughing about this. No. <laughs> we're how we're 200 years oh, past? Geez. Oh jeez, that's not fair. Uh, so Booth opened the door, stepped forward, and shot Lincoln from behind with a Derringer. Uh, the bull entered Lincoln's skull behind his left ear, passed through his brain, and came to rest near the front of the skull after fracturing both like orbital plates, like right there under his eyes. Um, Ouch. Right. No fucking joke. Uh, Lincoln slumped over in his chair and then fell backward. Uh, Rathbone, who's there with him at the play, turned to see Booth standing in gunsmoke less than four feet behind Lincoln, and Booth shouted a word that Rathbone thought sounded like freedom, but it's, that's a, to be... Wishy-washy? Yeah. Uh, Rathbone jumped up from his seat and struggled with Booth, who dropped the pistol and drew a knife and stabbed Rathbone in the left forearm. Uh, Rathbone again grabbed at Booth, and uh, Booth then prepared to jump from the box to the stage, which was a 12-foot drop. Whoa. Uh, Booth's riding spur became entangled on the treasury flag decorating the box that had been kind of awkwardly placed there. That flag typically wasn't there. They had placed that up there because they knew the president was going to be there, so he wasn't preparing for that. I see. And so that made him land awkwardly on his left foot. And so as he began crossing the stage, many in the audience just thought it was like a fucking part of the play. They're like, oh, wow, oh, oh, hey, look at that, oh, shit. Oh, whoa. Uh, and it wasn't until Rathbone jumped from his seat um, and started yelling. Uh. Oh, wait, sorry. But yeah, so Booth was running across the stage, held up his bloody knife over his head, and yelled something. That most of the audience members claim that it was traditionally say, stated as Six Semper Tyrannis." That's kind of the, the famous term that a lot of people will turn around. It's Latin for "thus always to tyrants," and that so. was a
0: term heavily used at that
1: time. I mean, not heavily used, but it was well known, more understood than it would be now. Okay, yeah. sic temp sic sick But uh sic semper tyrannis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so either from the box or from the stage, not a lot of witnesses remember if he yelled that right after or it was right there on stage. There's some wishy-washy about that. Um, but immediately after Booth landed on the stage, Major Joseph Stewart climbed over the orchestra pit and footlights and pursued Booth across the stage, uh, and it wasn't until the screams of Mary Lincoln and Clara Harris and Rathbone's cries of prompting the others to chase him is one pandemonium broke out. Everyone realized, okay, this wasn't just a part of the play. Oh, shit. Okay. So Booth ran across the stage and exited through a side door, and... On his way, I mean, this is a little fucked up. He stabbed an orchestra leader. I mean, come on. the man. hell? Uh, Booth had left a horse uh, waiting. You've gone
0: way too far now.
1: It's It gets worse. I mean, it's fine, the president. That's <laughs> personal. But, I mean, an orchestra guy? Come on. And he had left his horse waiting outside in the alleyway. And as he leapt onto the saddle, Booth pushed Joseph Burroughs, who was the man just holding his horse, away. And he stabbed him, too. The fuck? <laughs> The guy was holding onto your arms. Come on, man! He was helping ah, you out. And he's just a lot of adrenaline. Yeah, just stabbing everybody. (laughs) Oh, hey, John, how's it going? Oh, god. Yeah, that's at least the best I could assume. Damn. And so. Hero. That's a joke. I don't know if I
0: needed a preface for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe just to be safe. (laughs) Just say, just J.K. Dog. Just kidding. Uh, So the funny thing, I mean, sorry, not the funny. Yeah, I'd say the funny thing okay. is when they first opened Lincoln, Lincoln's box to check on him, they opened up his shirt. They, like, ripped open his shirt, and they were, like, looking for stab wounds all over him.
0: Yeah.
1: And it wasn't until later that they noticed the giant fucking bullet hole in his head. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he wasn't, like, bleeding out of it or anything, but I, mean, I don't know. I, I just think it's funny that their first is, like, let's – Open his clothes. Let's take off all his clothes. Look where he—where <laughs> w- is his mortal wound? That's an excuse. Yeah. Uh, and so initially, Lincoln's features were calm, and his breathing was slow and steady. Uh, later, but later, one of his eyes started becoming swollen, and the right side of his face was starting to discolor.
0: He was still conscious when. So all that's all this the thing: is, on?
1: is the assassination was April fourteenth, but President Lincoln didn't die until seven twenty-two a.m. on April fifteenth. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Mary Lincoln was not present uh, in his last moments, but Lincoln's face became calm and his breathing was quieter, at least according to Lincoln's secretary, John Hay. And at the moment of Lincoln's death, a look of unspeakable peace came upon his worn features. So, I mean, and I've I mean, if you've seen any picture of Abraham Lincoln, he's got some worn ass features. So, hey, he died peacefully, I guess. Well, he, first he was laughing, then he was shot. Then he was shot. Then he was alive for several hours, then he died peacefully. That's
0: though.
1: Yeah. On Lincoln's death, Vice President Johnson became president and was sworn in by Chief Justice Salmon Chase between 10 and 11 a.m. Uh, so within a half an hour of fleeing Ford's Theater, Booth crossed the Navy Yard Bridge into Maryland, and an army sentry questioned him about his late night travel, uh, but Booth just said that he was going home to an, his nearby town of Charles. Oh, yeah. Um, and the funny thing, it was actually forbidden for civilians to be using this bridge after 9 p.m. But, I mean, the guard let him do it anyways. Why not? Ha, fucking why not? So David Harold made it across the same bridge less than an hour later and rendezvoused with Booth after retrieving the weapons and supplies previously stored in Surtsville. Uh, Harold and Booth went to the home of Samuel A. Mudd, a local doctor, who splinted the leg of Booth that he had broken from jumping from the presidential box. Uh, And later, they made him a pair of crutches. Uh, So the other conspirators were unsuccessful in killing their targets. One of the guys just got drunk and forgot. (laughs) I love that. Which is definitely the best one. I mean, unfortunately, that isn't a good enough excuse for him. And he, you know, he, when later on when he's caught, he's still hanged. So, I mean, that's a bummer. He's like, I didn't even do anything. Like, I mean, I conspired to do something, but I just got drunk, lost my horse, and didn't do it. Come on. Fuck. You can't conspire to murder somebody and then not do it. And I should have just murdered the guy if you're going to kill me, anyways. He did the right thing. Come on. Yeah. To a bar. (laughs) And forgot about his problems. Uh and so uh I believe it was the one that was the closest was when the co-conspirator uh, fuck it it doesn't matter. Nothing worse than falling short of goals. Yeah, it's a bummer. So I mean that's and that's what pretty much everyone except for Booth sh- definitely fell short of their goals. Dang. Losers. <laughs> Fucking losers. That will teach you to try to assassinate people in the government. Yeah. <laughs> The hunt for the conspirators and John Wilkes Booth became the most or the largest U.S. history manhunt. It involved thousands of federal troops and countless civilians. Uh, Edwin M. Stanton personally directed the operation himself and authorized the reward of $50,000, which is equivalent to $800,000 nowadays money for Everybody just, jumped for just on Booth them, huh? alone. And I mean that was enough money back then for even people who thought, like in the South, they're like, "Oh yeah, Booth, man, he's our hero." And they're like, "Wait, eighty thousand dollars, eight hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars? Ooh, fucking right. Well, let's go get us a president killer." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so yeah, so it was fifty for Booth and twenty five thousand each for Harold and John Surratt. Damn. Uh, Booth and Harold were sleeping at Garrett's farm on April twenty sixth when soldiers from the Sixteenth New York Cavalry arrived and surrounded the barn, then threatened to set fire to it. Harold surrounded, or surrendered, but Booth cried out, I will not be taken alive. So he's, I mean, fucking I am I'm, I'm sure that he's soon, uh, I'm going to be killed for this anyways. Yeah. I was go down for it. So the soldiers set the barn on fire, and Booth was just scrambling around trying to find the back door, uh, and he had a rifle and a pistol. So Sergeant Boston Corbet crept behind the barn and shot Booth in the back of the head, about an, ironically enough, about an inch below <laughs> the spot where Booth had shot Lincoln. So, kind of funny. And, uh, uh, back of an eye for back of an eye. Right. And this, this one was a l- little harder on Booth. It severed his spinal cord when it ah. hit him. So, so it hurt like a yeah, He just boom. He was d- I mean, it probably actually didn't hurt him at all. Because it just took out all of his nerves, I'm sure. Uh, but so they had to drag Booth around uh, to the front of the steps of the barn. Uh, so a soldier poured some water into his mouth. Trying... I mean, just... They they were supposed to take him alive. I so, I mean, this Boston Corbet guy kind of fucked up. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's funny. They tried to give this guy who'd just been shot through the throat some water. <laughs> but so... Pretty much, they gave him water, and he just went, (laughs) and just spit it out everywhere. Uh, And so Booth told the soldiers, tell my mother I die for my country. And unable to move his limbs, he asked a soldier to lift his hands before his face. And then these are kind of his famous last words. He kind of just looked at his hands and said, useless, useless. And then he died on the porch of the farm two hours later.
0: Useless. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Corbet was initially arrested yeah. for disobeying orders, but was later released and was largely considered a hero, of course, by the media and the public for killing, killing. the uh, king, the, yeah. the president's assassin. But he was in a lot of trouble for that because they wanted him alive.
0: So.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he was going to burn in the barn anyway. Like He wasn't going down. So I think they were just trying to smoke him out. They would jump out. All right, now we got you. But... Yeah, he's probably a fucking rookie or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's his first manhunt. Yeah. So they were able to catch all the conspirators and it ended with a seven-week trial that included the testimony of over 366 witnesses. Um, all of the defendants were found guilty on June 30th. Mary Surratt, Lewis Powell, David Harold, and George Atzerratt were sentenced to death by hanging. Samuel Mudd, Samuel Arnold, and Michael O'Laughlin were sentenced to life in prison. They were only sentenced... To, to prison because they had signed on to the plan when it was about kidnapping the president. Right? Uh, and then once that came off the table, they were like, ah, we're not interested anymore. But since they much. were still conspirators, still had to go to prison for yeah. that. Uh, which I think some of them were even pardoned by Andrew Johnson <laughs> really? shortly after.
0: That seems a little weird. I don't like really that.
1: Right? The vice president who just now became president, pardoned some of the conspirators? Yeah. I'm not a fan of that right Mm. now. Um, And then Edmund Spengler was sentenced to six years, and that's because he was just a theater stagehand who had given Booth's horse to Burroughs to hold. So he was supposed to be the guy that got stabbed while holding the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Right. Uh, So uh, Mary Surratt, Powell, Harold, and Atzerott were hanged in an old Arsenal penitentiary on July 7th. And Mary Surratt was the first woman executed in the United States government, or by the United States government, oh. per se. Uh, O'Loughlin died in prison in 1867, Good and then Mudd, her. Arnold, and Spangler were pardoned in February 1869 by Johnson himself. Uh, but unfortunately, Spangler died in 1875, Always, and he always insisted his sole connection to the plot was just that Booth had asked him to hold his horse like, this is fucking... <laughs> well, he got stabbed out of it. <laughs> right? <Like laughs> uh, John Surratt stood trial in Washington in 1867. Uh, four residents of Elmira, New York, claimed that they had seen him there between April 13th and 15th. Uh, and 15 others said that they saw him or someone resembling him in Washington. So they the jury couldn't reach a verdict, and so John Surratt was released as well. Huh. Uh, but some believe that Booth wasn't actually killed in the burning barn and that he had, was able to sneak away and that the body they retrieved was actually just a farmhand that Booth had sent to pick up his belongings and these soldiers who had, one, disobeyed orders on killing the person they thought was the president had now just killed an innocent man uh, so they didn't want to get in trouble for that so they created these last words of John Wilkes Booth because they didn't want to get in trouble for killing the wrong man. I mean, because there's a lot of... Cl- there's ever s- ev- After this, there's a lot of claims of John Wilkes Booth's popping around the country. Uh, the body they found with John Wilkes Booth had a lot of inconsistencies. Uh, I mean, and a lot of these are alleged c- inconsistencies. I mean, I found them in multiple sources, but I'd let you... I mean, all you goats, you can go do your own research on if you want to believe in that further. Uh, but I mean, one of the biggest ones is that the foot that was broken when John Wilkes Booth jumped from the stadium, or the box, onto the stage, they were like, oh, yeah, this body here, this guy's got a broken leg. But it was a different leg. Oh. So, Hmm. that's one of of the big things. Yeah. So, that is the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. And uh, just a little bit of background on the assassin John Wilkes Booth. So, our conspiracies today are mostly... Not if Abraham Lincoln got assassinated, because we fucking know that happened. <laughs> oh, okay. It's more about what were Booth's motivations and why he did it. Oh. So, theory number one, Booth assassinated Lincoln because he and his brother had a lifelong feud, and his brother supported the North. I've. That's what I was thinking through most of this
0: whole thing, mm-hmm. was he's just angry at his brother. like? he's it's always had it out for him yeah. <laughs> like most of his motivation in doing anything was at yeah. sp- in spite of his brother
1: yeah and i mean whether you like to admit it or not if you assassinate the president you're going to be a celebrity <laughs> you become made infamous and so one of their biggest feuds was who's going to be a bigger celebrity who's going to be more the- well known Sorry Edwin Booth, I didn't even know you existed until I researched this topic more. John Wilkes Booth wins that argument. I'm a very
0: competitive guy, but com- like competing with like my wife or my kids, yeah. I know when to take it easy. <laughs> You're like, ah, the only way for me to win this one is if I kill a man. And <laughs> but if I'm if I'm competing in anything with my brother, mm-hmm. card games, sports, video games, yeah. it it could be reading. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to win. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna win this. So I, I like that one a lot.
1: Sir, yeah. I mean, because I, I can relate. I get it.
0: I'm not gonna kill a man to be the best. <laughs> but you could relate. But I'm gonna get damn near close. I get
1: it. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, I might kill a man. Maybe not the president, but I mean, come <laughs> on. Uh, theory number two, Booth. Uh, I'm gonna p- say Booth asked. That's an abbreviation of assassinated. That's just a fun little gimmick here. Oh, okay. Uh, Booth asked Lincoln <laughs> because he was a racist and didn't want African Americans to have freedom.
0: See, now I'm just thinking he, like, booty-bumped him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. He assassinated Lincoln. He gave him a lap dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: Booth gave Lincoln him. a lap dance. Asked him hard. Wait, okay. I was thinking <laughs> about booty-bump. Say so it again. <laughs> Booth
1: assassinated Lincoln. Uh-huh. Because he was a racist and didn't want African Americans to have freedom.
0: He did show proof. No, yeah. he
1: used that a lot of proof. That too. hard
0: R on the N word there. Mm.
1: Yeah, I he mean he did. <laughs> you yeah, just read the, the quote. The softer slang wasn't invented until later. No,
0: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you can't no. debate that.
1: And I mean, and and not every person who supported the South was racist, but it, it's pretty fair to assume that most of them were
0: and the thing about the confederate group there like towards the end of the war too as their that group was shrinking and they you know they're getting towards the end and losing the war Mm -hmm. those that were still in they were few but they were louder oh yeah and it's almost it is still kind of like that now it's the south man like there's not a lot of them not
1: all not all of them are racist i mean just
0: those that are, are very loud about it, and they mm-hmm. will let you know.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I can buy that.
0: So, Booth, he, I, I could get on board that he's one of those loud ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, theory number three: Booth assassinated Lincoln due to his connections with the Catholic Church, and he was actually hired by the Jesuits and the Pope himself. Why so? So uh, Abraham Lincoln was, I believe, a Baptist, and was uh, there. He's noted as saying a lot of things against the Catholic Church, and just a lot of his works in general as president were going against a lot of the beliefs of the Catholic Church. And uh, John Surratt, who was acquitted, he actually made frequent visits to the Vatican. He was one of the conspirators. Really. So one of the theories goes that John Surratt's connection to the Pope was able to make the connection to help build that conspiracy. One of the biggest things for this conspiracy too, as well, is that John Wilkes Booth was not the brains. He was the face. He was a celebrity. I mean, and as I mean, he dropped out of school at 14. So a lot of people find it hard to believe that John Wilkes Booth would be able to set up this large conspiracy. Sure, maybe he set up the failed kidnapping attempt, (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah. But to go as far as being able to plan this larger conspiracy of assassinating all of these people, that's where a lot of people go, okay, he had somebody else plan this for him. He was just another cog in the scheme and he was hired to assassinate the president. I'll, but I'll argue that anybody
0: who plans to kill a man, I will say they're stupid. Okay, that's fair. Like, you have to be so dumb to, to kill a man like that. And of that importance. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know bad things are going to happen. If you don't, then you're stupid. Yeah,
1: yeah. and he, he tried to escape to the south where he thought he would be safe. <laughs> and, like, t- two or three different times, he got on, like, a little boat to start going across the river to start heading towards the south. And it ended up just taking him more and more <laughs> up north. So he was a it, dumb.:: he dumb. Was, It wasn't the most educated mate. So, yeah. and we're going to have our own whole episode on the Jesuits. That's its, it's, its own whole thing. The but Jesuits? The Jesuits and the Pope. The Jabbawockees? Yeah, the Jabbawockees. Those crazy... Catholic dancers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So so we think he's a he's a Catholic saint.
1: Maybe? I mean In the I, eyes I wouldn't of use the
0: church, it, but <laughs> doing the Lord's work. <laughs>
1: he's doing the Lord's work here, man. Come on. Can't let black people vote. That's criminal. <laughs> uh theory number 4. Booth didn't kill Lincoln. Andrew Johnson. The VP did. This is a real one? So Andrew this... Johnson was our first impeached president. He was impeached the same year that he became president. Oh. And to this day, he's still one of the only two presidents to ever be impeached. And he, no matter what anybody's motives were, he was the only one with like a really clear motive. I get to be president. Oh, the war's over now. The hard, scary shit about being president's over. Nobody likes this guy. Let me take over.
0: Where was he when Lincoln was shot?
1: Well, he was uh, one of the people that the the conspirators tried to assassinate and failed assassinating him. Was that the drunk man? Hmm, maybe. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back through on that one. But... Yeah. Uh, the person who was supposed to assassinate Andrew Johnson was George Azeroth. And he was the one who kind of just lost his nerve and decided to go get drunk instead. That throws the, a big twist So in this uh, so one. So Andrew Johnson was also one of the only people out of all four who were supposed to be assassinated that wasn't even attempted at being assassinated. Oh, at first I thought that was a
0: little f- too far, mm-hmm. but those things don't add up. And that's now you've turned me into a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, oh, these things are
1: added up. <laughs> it's just if you find enough coincidences. <laughs> so far, I found two, and that, that is plenty. That's mo- That's all that I need. <laughs> What have you
0: done? <laughs> All right.
1: That's what I like to hear. Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: so, let's take it back. Theory okay. number one. All right. Booth assassinated Lincoln because he hated his brother. Pretty much. I like that one the most.
0: Not because I hate my brother. I do. I love, <laughs> I love my
1: brother. Um,
0: But I can relate to the competitiveness yeah. And he just took it to
1: the extreme. He, I mean, he won. It was a time of war, so I mean, you have to one up that. I mean, He's yeah.
0: the winner loser.
1: That's fair. Yeah, I honestly, I, I think, I believe in that one. I mean, and this, this could definitely be one of those like hybrid combination theories, so, but mm-hmm. that definitely that would be a, of a that huge was part of spite it. motivator. I think
0: I could see it starting. It. He didn't mean to take it that far. Yeah, but like that was in the back of his brain when he started this path. So I I'm on the same page. Yes, I do believe yeah. this is part of it. There's more.
1: Yeah. But this is part of it. I just imagine there's like a dinner table and like John is like, "Well, mom, uh while Edwin was talking about his latest play that he's doing, I made a plan to kidnap the president." So that's awesome, right? And Edwin's like, "Oh, pff, fucking yeah, whatever, John. I could kill the president before you could kidnap him." <laughs> Well, then, here we go. <laughs> We're flipping. I'm going to write a letter to all my conspirators right now. No longer a kidnapping. Edwin thinks he could kill him faster than I can. All right. I like deal. That. Theory number two. Booth assassinated Lincoln because he was a racist and didn't want African-Americans to have freedom. That was the other half. Yeah. I think. That I believe. That, yeah, that, that helped form his hatred yep. for Abraham Lincoln. To where he felt the emotions strongly enough to where he could kill somebody, but I don't think it's specifically his main motivation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his main motive. His,
0: the brother kept or started the train, and the hatred
1: mm-hmm.
0: on his Confederacy yeah. tieings helped power that bad boy.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I feel like I believe it in it enough that I won't. I don't. I doesn't deserve a goat scream. Cause I feel like it's true, yeah. Definitely not his main motivation, but it was it's true, yeah. So that's fair. Uh, Theory number three: Booth assassinated Lincoln due to his connections with the Catholic Church, and was hired by the Jesuits and the Pope himself. This may be a little harder for you to believe because I didn't. I had a decent amount of information to talk about that. Mm -hmm. That's why I I asked why because we didn't talk about it. I had to glance over this a little bit. I
0: I appreciate the theory. That's fair. If I've ever appreciated a theory, Should I real?
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was a good theory. <laughs>
0: but I don't believe it.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I even after me doing my own research on this one, I don't believe it either. But we'll see how that opinion may change whenever the fuck. Not we do what's episode. But.
0: Okay, the Jabberwocky <laughs> one.
1: Yeah, the one with the old-school Catholic dance crew. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be dope. (laughs) Theory number four, Booth didn't kill Lincoln. Andrew Johnson, the VP, did, and Booth was just framed for it. You almost got me. You
0: had me going down the the river, (laughs) and I was just going to go all the way uh, (laughs) completely in, and then
1: I saw the trap. (laughs) Oh, come on. Uh, The old old man trap? (laughs) (laughs) The man trap. (laughs) He almost got
0: me in the man trap. I was really close. I was. Uh, But I don't believe that.
1: Yeah, that's... I mean, he... He, uh... Does... I mean, he has, uh... Fucking, what's the word?
0: Uh, Hot sauce?
1: Yes, he has hot sauce. And that proves his innocence. (laughs) No, the... He fucking... He ha- had an alibi. That's the fucking... He has an alibi for the time frame. Okay. But still, alibis can be made fake when you have a whole bunch of people in the government mm-hmm. working for you. So... Yeah. Just saying. But that's fair. I, I don't think it's true either. I almost <laughs> had you, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, you had me questioning everything. <laughs> like, oh, I was
1: like, wait. The boy drunk guy was... Oh, Okay. <laughs> he's not the one who didn't kill him, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, man. That's all I got for you. <sighs> you learned me a lot. Yeah. Wait, See, that's, what? That's why I told you there's yep. going to be a lot going on here, but hopefully you don't get bored with how fun it is because <laughs> there's also a lot of history information stuff. So. You nailed it. Yeah. I was. There was t- excitement. To be honest, I was surprised when I started talking about John – Wilkes Booth and you wanted to look up a picture of him that you still didn't know who you're I talking about.
0: Was. <laughs> I knew that uh, Lincoln was assassinated mm-hmm. at a play. Good job from the back of the head. I kn- I have seen like these little like clips, yeah, like funny joke clips of it's like hilarious. this man walking in like looking for the president's booth yeah. and then someone would be like, "Oh hey, <laughs> oh you're looking for the president." He's in this one. Are we going right <laughs> out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't. So I it, it, That's that right. went over my head. But now that you're saying that, because that that really could be what it was. It's like he was walking in, like, oh shit, here I am. Mm-hmm. It's time to do the mission. <laughs> <laughs> and and someone was like, Booth, you're here to see the president. Oh, oh he's right here. Of course you are. And he's just right like this way. Cut the gun. This
1: guy saw me. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs>
0: yeah pretty fucking that's that's the most that i knew about the whole thing so you you schooled me yeah
1: and i mean completely i started the podcast because i wanted to make conspiracy theories fun for everyone is what i told you i actually started the podcast we i actually haven't been making any of these episodes live nobody listens to them (laughs) this is just an excuse for me to teach you stuff and it is great (laughs) just watching your eyes light up and you yawn it's great (laughs) (laughs) Nobody needs to listen to this shit. That's the reward I need. There's plenty. Casually, I, I send again. emails to people. I'm like, hey, talk to Regis about this. He'll think you listen to this. <laughs> I kidding. get it now. <laughs> but no. Thank you to all of the actual real people that listen to our show. All you goats. Real lifers. <laughs> uh, and of course, our patron goats. Thank you so much. And our level 9,000... Ultra Mega Goat, Lucina. She has to not say her last name. Amaranston. Thank you, I've Lucina. that one before, of course. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to be awesome and cool like them, go please sign up at our Patreon page at patreon.com scapegoatspod. We have tiers ranging from 1 to 20. 20. Yeah. Huh. And the awesome thing about that is you can go sign up for one month. You can go sign up for five months. You can go sign up for a year. You can sign up forever. And I mean, we definitely prefer the forever part, but you decide. Anything, you, yeah.
0: You decide. It's not a, it's not a locked in, in for life.
1: Yeah, it's you decide how long. Exactly. I mean, don't want to spoil anything. Christmas is coming up soon. Just kidding. It's a little too early to start asking for Christmas presents. Even though it's not too early to start your Christmas shopping. So, Never too early. <laughs> Never too early. So, I mean, hey, buy that goat in your life some Scapegoats merchandise <laughs> as an early Christmas present. I don't fucking know. I'm just seeing what I can do here, Regis. <laughs> uh, and so you can get our merchandise through Patreon or by going to www.scapegoatspod/. Wix.com/scapegoats. slash I was
0: trying to push that burp through the entire. You domain, did pretty good.
1: I was really cool. I tried to slow down to challenge point. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're good though. You're Thanks. really good. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, thank you to our wives as well for letting us to come down here. And always. Well. They are super awesome. We got the best ones around, uh, and I mean we got to try and have another double date soon before you join your cult that'll be fun.
0: I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, so I I met with them. Yeah, last week. Okay. Did they talk about like sex boundaries and stuff? Because I mean, that's the best part about joining the cult is money and sex. But no, we didn't talk about it. They had pictures.
0: Ooh. So it was So you know it's a thing. Yeah, there was no need to talk discuss. Um, It was really really riveting. Yeah. I bet. Uh, Not as much arousing as you would think. Oh wow!
1: I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure there's levels into that cult that you got just gotta work your ways through.
0: The colors, oh, oh my god, yeah,
1: it's beautiful. Oh, you t- oh, they gave you LSD. That's why you, all the colors. That makes sense. <laughs> now, <laughs> a lot of it is now making sense. Right? You're like, oh shit, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got drugged. Okay,
0: <laughs> yep, and, and I'm okay
1: with that because yeah, I mean, I'm gonna done... live in that situation. It's gonna be great. <laughs> all right, we're good. Still on board. <laughs> yeah, good. Luck. Well, I mean, congratulations on uh, finally selling your home to help. Give all that money to your cult, so I'm very proud of you. Thank you, sir. Well, Regis, till next time. Don't be a sheep, be a goat.